15th and doors open at 3. Uh, we get there early. Um, the Veterans Hall in Anderson has been wonderful to us. They've been awesome. They yep. are really great people. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's fun. And you can even go in there and get a libation, I think, after if you wanted to. You can. You can. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to pass the hat. So make sure you bring something that the hat that can go in the hat. And there also will be gear for sale. There'll be Second Amendment gear and Jefferson gear and lots of good stuff and maybe even some Trump gear. And some true patriots hanging out together. True patriots. Rubbing elbows together. So it should be a lot of fun. Yes. Um, we're encouraged about that. I do want to bring up a couple of things about tomorrow night's forum. And I think it's important, again, that people come to hear this. Again, 2570 South Bonneview Road. At six o'clock, and I think it's important that people come to these forums because, again, you could say, "Oh, the guy's not in my district," but he has one vote of five. And remember, it only takes three votes of five mm-hmm. to uh, to pass something. So, so it's, it's very either twenty percent or it's what thirty-three percent. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly right. And so those are important things. And I think that the the following week we're going to have um, a forum with uh, District Two. Uh, that's going to be the twenty-seventh, but that won't be until the following Monday, um, Leonard Modi declined to come. He's the only one of the candidates that's declined to come to any of these. Uh, all the people who are running for District 4 are coming, and the other people running for District 2 are coming, except for Leonard Modi. What, is he running scared? Uh, no, I think he just feels like he doesn't have to. He's got all that all that backing and all that money, and after all, he is Leonard Modi. Well, keep in mind, too, just because they're a board supervisor and they represent the district you live in does not mean you cannot call and discuss the topics with the other board members. They represent the entire county of which you are part. So you can call and talk to any one of them. doesn't matter whether they truly represent you or not. And, you know, sometimes folks have their residence in one district and their business in another district or multiple businesses in different districts. And they might have different properties throughout the county, and you might have properties in all the, all the districts. So you know what? They are the employees, and they fail to remember that. So you as a sovereign citizen need to remind them of that. Yeah, you know, and that's one of your the, duty. You're right. It, that's, a, that's a really good point, Wayne, because, you know, we, we seem to be electing the same people all the time, regardless of anything. Let's mix it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Start now. You know, something else, too, I wanted to bring up, and, and uh, I don't – We are we going to have a guest this morning or – No, we are not. Not oh, today. Oh, we're not. Oh, okay. it, it'll be It'll be next week. Oh. We, we had to make some changes. Oh, well, thanks for letting <coughs> me know. I, I just did. Thank you. <laughs> You've been like this for a week now. I know. It's, I'm sorry. It's not fun. It's not, well, it's not it's fun not being just, on my end, but just, sometimes it's just, not fun on my end either. Just keep us abreast. <laughs> So anyway, um, getting back to tomorrow, it's a very important day in the country, I believe. In Virginia, Virginia. they're expecting 100,000, I'm going to say that again, 100,000 people to be at this rally at the Virginia Capitol in Richmond. I really toyed with going. I really did. Oh, me too. I was like, oh, man. Me it, too. It had been a hot place to be. I have the perfect hat for it, too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hat that says, come and take it with an AR-15 in the middle. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, I mean, when you stop and think about these folks here standing up for their rights, what happens with us here in California? You know, let's go back to, let's, let's, I'm going to bring up Leonard Modi again, only because this guy just doesn't feel like he has to come in and do a debate or do any kind of forum. Same thing as Megan Daly. They just don't feel like they, they have to because they're going to get your vote anyway. 
how does that work out there? It's inconvenient. You know, I'd like to hear from people out there. What What is your thinking process? Are you okay with the Second Amendment being taken away from you? 605-4567. 605-4567. Are you okay with that? I'm talking to any county and every county out there that's listening to this. You know, or next week if you want to call in, because you're going to listen to this on the podcast, and you'll listen to it on the archive, that'd be great. But, I mean, let's stop and think about this a minute. The people in Virginia are going there. The sheriffs in Virginia, this is, <laughs> the sheriffs in Virginia are ready to deputize their counties. Yeah. Because they don't want their Second Amendment rights taken away. And we just let it happen. And we keep getting the same people running into office. Well, you can have a CCW with my permission. Because we think like Californians. Mm-hmm. Uh, Californians. I had a discussion yesterday with a gentleman in, in Mount Shasta. Great guy, business owner up there. Good man. And he finally got through to him that a CCW, a concealed carry, is a privilege. Permission slip. It's a permission slip. It's not your second. I mean, good grief. I know that uh, if you go back to, I want to say, last Wednesday or Thursday show here on uh, KCNR, and I don't remember which one it was, but the new sheriff was there. And I'm not putting down the new sheriff, but if you listen to him, Everything he talked about was the concern he had for his deputies. They didn't make enough money. They worked overtime. They had gotten injured. He wanted them home safe at night. My question was, have you ever thought about the citizens that you represent? You know, and and to me, the frustration of people who aren't standing up for anything, and frankly, the people that thank us that are, and I'll just say it, they thank us that are, and to me, I just go, well, how about some help? I mean, imagine 100,000 people going to the Capitol in Richmond with sheriffs leading them. Oh, one other thing. I guess the governor of Virginia said that no one could come armed. <laughs> Did you hear that? No. Yeah, Sally was all over that yesterday. We went up to Mount Shasta. So does that include um, the sheriffs and deputies and police? I mean, all the security? I did again. You know, if no one, that means no one, right? I mean, unbelievable. <clears throat> and California has gotten so bad. It's gotten just so horrible. I... Uh, I mean, I, Jimmy, my good friend, what say you, Jimmy Two Hands? <laughs> hey, Jimmy. You, you know I had to call in. Yeah. I always have to. But, uh, yeah, the uh, the Virginia, um, oh, my gosh, this is going to be very interesting because being MLK Day, Martin Luther King Day, God bless them, uh, they're going to have uh, Black Lives Matter there. And apparently, I've been, me and Kelly have been looking into this, they've had, they're going to have Antifa, uh, apparently, is going to show up there. And the governor, as you might know, um, is not allowing them to open carry or bring any uh, firearms. Right. How can he do that? Well, <laughs> tell me how they're doing all this stuff in California, and I'll well, tell you. Well, because, you know, we, we have a, we have a, um, we, we have a rally down in front of the Robert Matsui Courthouse. We're down there during a court case, Baird versus Becerra, and we get 300 people. Now, God bless every one of those people that come, but 300? You know, there's 400 million firearms in the United States, 400 million. That they know of. That they know of. <laughs> yeah, that they know of. I mean, are you serious? I mean, you... you where I, I don't care what's wrong with you. If there's a rally down there, get your butt down there. Mm-hmm. I can't say the other word, can I? You can say ass. Like a donkey? Yeah, like a donkey. Okay. Yeah, get your donkey down there. <laughs> get your donkey. 
So, but yeah, get your donkey uh, down there. This is going to be a very interesting rally, being as there's going to be so many factions of people there, and I, I, I hope everything goes well. And I'm, I'm just worried about the Antifa sort of people showing up there and trying to. Do you know what? Seriously, they're, they're going to be outnumbered oh, and they're going to be outgunned. They're always cowards. They're, they're cowards. Yeah. They wear masks. They but, try to. Uh, and one, I know you guys got to go to a break pretty soon, but <laughs> you guys heard about Gavin Newsom. He wants to um, outlaw gas-powered lawnmowers. Yeah, and yeah. Yard what a implement. Clown. That's the bad news. But you know what? The good news is, and I'm being sarcastic, is since we're going to have all these water rationing, your yard's going to die, and you won't need the stuff anyway. <laughs> you know what we gotta do is, is pave it all over, right? Is yeah, feed? it'll cause global warming. When <laughs> oh yeah, that's gonna oh, cause. I believe it. in global warming. Oh, I believe in you know climate change. I mean, it does. It changes in the winter. It's colder, and then the summer it's hotter. <laughs> that's the season. That's climate change. <laughs> all right, guys. I love you guys. You're awesome. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, uh, Jimmy. Thanks. Before you go, though, we I got a solution for Gavin Newsom. Oh god. All this yeah. problem with gas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's just. Make him eat ten bowls of chili. <laughs> well, Too much that's the other funny thing, real quick. Um, they, you know, they want to outlaw beef because the cow, cows flagellate. Well, if you eat a bunch of broccoli and a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, cauliflower, you're going to flagellate anyway. <laughs> so, anyways, guys, I'll let you go. I'm not ready to flagellate right now. Bye. I'm going to have a Bye. flagellation party. We better go to a break. That way, Lynn and I can go flagellate. Oh, great. Okay. Time has come. For 51. Let's get her done. Amen. We have so many fantastic animals that are looking for their forever homes, and with adoption fees so low, now is the time to add to your family. With puppies, kittens, dogs, cats, and so many more, we have the perfect addition. Come join our team as a volunteer and help in an area that works for you. Walking dogs, socializing cats, helping our veterinary hospital, or folding laundry. We have many opportunities and welcome all volunteers. For more information, please visit our website at havenhumane.org or follow us on Facebook. On behalf of the entire Haven team, thank you for all of your continued support as together we get closer every day to a North State with no more homeless pets. We all had friends and family that were affected by the car fire. Most of the cleanup is done now, and a lot of families are looking at rebuilding. If you relied on a well for your water system, it's important to assess the condition of your well and its capabilities to be able to meet the demands of new construction codes. 
I'm Ted Ogilvie with Diamond Core Drilling. We've been providing water well systems and pumps in Northern California since 1980. Let us help you with your rebuilding process. That's Diamond Core Drilling, 275-8162. Did you know that the City of Reading has started licensing commercial cannabis activities within the city limits? Synergy is the first of the city's approved retailers to obtain licensure, bringing to the Reading area the most experienced retailer in the North State. They will ensure that your visit is both professional and comfortable. Access is simple and discreet. Synergy has a private 25-space parking lot at the back of the building. Synergy is located at 345 Hempstead Drive, Reading. Hey, guys, I'm Bob the Drop. Welcome to my podcast. Do you like water? If you do, you're going to love me. I'm pure and simple. I'm talking refreshing. Yeah. Spent 500 years in a glacier. The boy was that cold. I never was and never will be tap water. Nope. Bottled at the source, the base of Mount Shasta. Yep, pure and simple. Naturally, the best. You can try me by calling 1-800-922-6227. Mount Shasta Spring Water. Yes, we've got a lot of things going on, folks. It's kind of fun. If you were in the studio right now, you'd have a lot of fun here. We're reading texts. We're getting texts. We're talking to different people. We're doing all kinds of things, and we are here just happy as clams. We're going to try that again. That's such a good song. I'm going to play it again going out of the break. No, you're fine. Oh, it's such a good song. It is a good song. I don't want to miss it. Just play it the next time. Okay. That'll work. Because we don't want to leave Stonewall hanging. We've got Stonewall there. Stonewall. 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 Hey, buddy. Hey, Stonewall. Stonewall. Good. Good morning. How are you guys doing today? We're Good. Flag- How about you? We're flagellating. How's the brother in the South? <laughs> the brother in the South is doing just fine. I don't want to take up too much time, but I uh, do want to let you know, and everybody that's listening, that part of the state of Jefferson, that we are doing a candidate tonight on Wednesday, 6 p.m., at the Board of Supervisors Chambers. It's our normal uh, monthly meeting place and time, but we're going to do it as a candidate's meeting this time. We're going to have the registrar of voters telling us, first off, uh, what all the new changes to the voting laws are for this year, and then we will have candidates uh, from Sonora City Council, uh, supervisors, and then we've also got a uh, Julianne Benzel, who is running uh, District 4 Congressional District. Uh, she's going to oppose uh, Tom McClintock. Those of you who know that Tom has been a uh, a good Republican, uh, a pretty much a good conservative uh, for years, but he has never fully endorsed uh, Jefferson, even though he's been the uh, main speaker at some of our fundraisers. Uh, and Julianne, uh, she's a, a, an originalist who believes in the Constitution, believes in the Second Amendment, and is not afraid to state so. And so she's going to be there. She might be worth giving a listen to. But I want to let everybody know that uh, we allowed the candidates to have three constitutional-based questions that Jefferson came together with, and they have to do with uh, uh, supporting the uh, their oath to the United States and their oath to California, what happens when they come in conflict. Another question has to do with Title 18, 1324, and what... Uh, title 8, that's Title 8. Or, excuse me, Title 8, I'm sorry, uh, 1324, and uh, uh, there's a, it's, it's a long, rambling question, but they uh, will have time to to give us an answer on that. And then we have a, a really good Second Amendment question as well. And all the, all the candidates uh, have been told uh, that, uh, that they will be asked these questions, but I wanted to have them in advance so they could think about it because most people have never read the Constitution and, and certainly don't think about Is it. Is McClintock showing up? 
Pardon? Is McClintock showing up? No. Uh-uh. Well, what about the, no. uh, who's the Democrat who's running against him? Uh, you know, I do not know. I just sent out, I what I asked for from my registrar of voters was a list of all the candidates okay. that would be on the ballot in uh, our area here. Gotcha. I sent out emails to all of those, and so I, I'm only telling you about the ones that responded. Well, when you mentioned McClintock, I know that the last time he ran, and he has a pretty high rating uh, as far as the Heritage Foundation, but the last time he ran, some young gal ran right out of the chute. I guess she was a veteran and very liberal, but she got 47% of the vote, from what I understand. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that was uh, that was me too, and that was, uh, you know, uh, on the heels of... Uh, the big change out in uh, in California That's politics. Crazy. I mean, we were already a super majority, but we became even more of a super majority. I mean, he's got to be he's got to be wanting to get out in front of people. You would think. McClintock, you would think, would you, uh, think? you know, I talked to his uh, his guy Dana uh, Jorgensen a lot, and uh, we uh, we argue all the time about the efficacy of, uh, of Jefferson, and he just does not believe it. It's uh, even anything worth. Uh, worth doing anything about uh, and doesn't believe it could ever happen and doesn't believe it would work and doesn't believe it could support itself and all the other reasons that we're here. But I give everybody an equal chance to uh, to show up and talk to our people. But this will be the third election cycle that uh, uh, we've done here in Tuolumne County, and uh, it's been quite successful each time. Uh, we, we packed that room with about 100 people, so I'm looking forward to getting that done on Wednesday. That sounds great. And so what time is that at in the location again, it's my at, friend? At 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. to South Green Street, mm-hmm. fourth floor, the Board of Supervisors Chambers. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, cool. Well, you have to give us a call and follow up on that. Yeah, let us let know, know how it went. Yeah, brother. Of course I will. I'll talk to you guys next Sunday. All right. Hey, you know, one last thing before you go. What do you think about what's your take on Virginia? And uh, what I guess oh, it was just announced that two judges uh, in that state backed um, the governor in the fact that he isn't going to allow or he's going to tell people they cannot bring uh, weapons with them to this rally. Well, and that's, that's what I've, I've read, and that they, they mm. backed him up on that. And, you know, their mistake is so, it's such a simple one. You can't. You can't drop the frog into boiling water. You have to put them in the cold water and slowly bring it to a boil, right? You know, the old, uh, the old saying. And that's what they've done. They've, they've dropped the frog into the boiling water, and uh, it could erupt. The first civil war didn't start in Virginia, but it was, uh, it was pretty much ground zero. Um, and, uh, this is, this is, uh, this is pretty serious, and people should pay as much of attention to that as they do dancing with the stars, because this is very important. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, the thing is, our governor uh, pays a lot of attention to cows flagellating. Yes. <laughs> That's his new thing. Yeah, flagellates is important. Yes, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, you die under pressure. Makes you want to flagellate. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should all go down. No, 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 don't go there, don't go there. Flagellate all at the same time. Don't go there. One one last closing thing. I don't want people to forget about last Sunday's radio. Uh, I want you to go back and listen to that. I want you to put your plan together of how you are going to bring Title 8 1324 to the attention of your supervisor. 1324. We're going to get something and get it up on the website as a template, and everybody can always call or email me if you need any help doing that because it's going to happen here in Palm County. I want it to happen. You're awesome, Stonewall. All right. Hey, talk to you guys. Talk to you guys next weekend. All right. Thank you, all right, brother. Mark Baird. Good morning, Mark. How, How you are doing, you, buddy? sir? Every day's a new adventure. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Amen. <laughs> Amen.
Oh, good. Um, yeah, I, I was listening, and I heard you were talking about Second Amendment and the CFR case and Tom McClintock and some of the other guys. Um seemed to me how lazy these guys get once they get the job, and, and I'm just amazed that, um, you know, we're still in a position where they think, well, we're not serious about it, and, and where's the support, and uh, what are we going to do if we win, and how will we, you know, how will we turn the water on, and, and uh, will stoplights still be red and green, or will we have to invent a new color because we have a new state, and, <laughs> and how will we pave, how will we pave the roads, and how will people will how will people flush their toilets, and you know, just uh, it's the most ridiculous, um, lazy-minded argument. I've ever heard in my life. You know, one thing yeah. we don't we don't hear much of anymore is the the Calpers because uh, all our elected officials, <laughs> at least in our county, we have, gosh, we have uh, too many, too many. Uh, <laughs> we now have Salt Lake Larry, right? Yeah, Larry right. Lee, he's going to Salt Lake City. So we have all these folks that are going to be collecting their retirement from California, from California, from California, they've moved to other states and, and moving to another state. So yeah. uh, it's funny. We I don't think we've been asked that question since Susanville in about 2016 because so many of them retired and moved out of state. They realized that if we became the state of Jefferson, they'd still get their calpers if they were retired. Yeah, all they had. Well, to if they if they're retired, they get their calpers from California, whether we're a state of Jefferson or not. Exactly. That's right. Yep. That's yep. exactly right, yeah. and that's the whole point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's it's kind of funny, but um, also now I notice there's a new idea floating, and I like it. I I think it should be pursued. And Steve Baird brought this up to me a while back, and I was kind of checking into it and seeing what the historical precedents and what the legality of it was, and what the uh, case law and so on. And uh, West Virginia, excuse me, a West Virginia legislator. Uh, has floated the idea of annexing Virginia counties in order to preserve Second Amendment guarantees into the state of West Virginia. And apparently, and and I know from just uh, the limited research I've been able to do, it's been done a couple of times. Uh, I think it was Vermont that annexed the county from New York. And and, um, uh, anyway, I... It has been done, and so it, maybe we might want to uh, begin uh, a third channel of, uh, of opportunity here by uh, talking to legislators in the state of Idaho and seeing if we can gain enough support from eastern Oregon because we'd have to get Klamath County into Idaho in order to uh, for it to touch California so that we could uh, move uh, counties from Jefferson into the state of Idaho. I mean, I'll, I'll take that. That's not quite Jefferson, but it'll work for now. Or even Nevada. No, been, yeah, even they, Nevada. Yeah, we, we had uh, Sheriff Matt. Uh, Nevada's pretty blue. I don't think we want to be part of Nevada. No, no, no. What I'm saying is the counties, way. the county to border Idaho. Oh, yeah. Well, one of those. I yeah. mean, if, in other words, we if we can get to where we touch Idaho, then there's some opportunity there. But i got to say, so far, gun owners and Christians in California are too lazy to go walk the dog, much less do anything serious. So... <laughs> You know, I, I don't know. I don't know whether we have any hope in that because people would have to stand up for that to happen. Well, One sure. nice thing about a court case mm-hmm. is all the lazy people can stay at home because a few of us can fight a court case as long as we can pay. But uh, to take an action like that, we'd have to have initiatives, and people would have to stand up. And I just don't know that we have the. I don't know that we have people that are willing to do that. We talked about some framework of what you were talking about. Today, it's funny because we talked about that on our program last week, 
And that's what Tishanel was uh, talking about, what Stonewall was talking about, is to listen to the program from last week because we talked about that and used a, um, basically an, uh, a, uh, a process uh, in an idea you brought up in 2017, or 2018, excuse me, um, on the uh, the violation of Title Eight, Code Section 1324, and how California is in a position of insurrection—not sedition, but insurrection. So, that you know, there there is some there is some things that tie into that caveat into that. But Sheriff Mack, Sheriff Richard Mack, did try that county position uh, back. I, I want to say in 2018 in Arizona, and I don't know what happened with it. But uh, anyway, well, he, he did that. It. Yeah, he. He was he was doing that that position that could have been where Steve got it from. Um, it, it could be, but you know I think the people of Virginia are, you know, here they are. They're setting an example. Let's see what happens uh, at the rally. But I suspect there are going to be an awful lot of people there, and uh, you know all they're doing is threatening to pass the laws that we've had in California for 20 years, <laughs> and they have 110 plus sanctuary. Uh, uh, governmental entities, counties, cities, and so on, for Second Amendment. And after 20 years of tyrannical uh, gun laws yeah, and tyrannical rule from, from the nuisances <laughs> and the Browns and, yeah. and their predecessors, and we only have one. One. Yeah, one county is the only county. Yeah, we were in Siskiyou County yesterday. I'll tell you about that. We were talking to a couple of business owners about that, about how they were a sanctuary county for the Second Amendment. So, Mark, we've got to go off to a break. Can you hold on through, us, uh, through it with us, buddy? Great. All right. Time has come. For 51, let's get it done. Amen. average adult has issued 32 troopers that with proper care and just a little discipline should serve you well during your entire tour of duty on this planet. They're called your teeth. But when your platoon gets out of line, holes in the formation, or other problems, you need to call in an expert like General, uh, Dr. William Farrell. With decades of experience keeping those troops in line and executing their assigned duties properly and dependably. If you'd rather not be there while he reestablishes order amongst the troops, Dr. Farrell offers sedation dentistry. He and his highly trained staff will whip your troops into shape without any discomfort. And having served himself in both the Navy and the Marine Corps, Dr. Farrell offers special consideration to veterans. Let him take the best care of your platoon of teeth, and they will serve you always. Call 547-5757 or visit palosidrodentistry.com. 
at ease. And for a limited time, Dr. Farrell is offering x-ray, exam, and cleaning for just $175. Call 547-5757 to schedule your visit. Celebrating 20 years in business, Five Star Bank is a community business bank serving small to medium-sized businesses and is a champion of local economic development and community stewardship. Five Star Bank was founded in 1999 by a group of local entrepreneurs who wanted to create personalized banking services inspired by shared vision and goals. Today, Five Star Bank is among the top 5% of performing banks in the nation for banks of its size. Five Star Bank proudly serves farmers, ranchers, and growers in the agricultural community, commercial real estate developers, and construction, those who lead nonprofits, and churches and entrepreneurs in emerging technology. Five Star Bank is also committed to small businesses through a robust SBA department. They understand that when it comes to business, timing is critical. Their sense of urgency and speed to serve are part of the foundation of their success. Visit fivestarbank.com and visit your local branch at 358 Hartnell in Reading. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Jefferson song, but you came up with this instead. This was in your playlist. It's a great song. I already played the other one. Did you? Yeah, you missed it. I did? Yeah. You were back getting your water. I played, yeah. I played it out of the last break. I was back getting my water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you missed it. I missed it. <laughs> All right. All right. Susie's got some moves. <laughs> Ow! Throwback from the Look 80s. <laughs> Girls got moves. Girls got moves. Talking about moves. Moves. Kimasabi, <laughs> are you there, sir? I am. All right. Yeah. Well, um, you you made such a great point about the fact that you know uh, what is wrong with California. We have what a hundred thousand people projected to go to this rally, and I don't know if there'll be a hundred thousand. Well, I'll bet you anything there'll be ten thousand that'll go to this rally in, in Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, yeah. You know, in Richmond, and. Uh, you know, it's so true, Mark. You know, you've said it a hundred times, and you're right. You know, everybody's really happy when you go do the job for them. But, you know, the thing is, is that where are they? I mean, good grief. When uh, Well, I mean, it's like I said, a court case is, is easy because uh, the, the 10 or 50 of us that do the work um, can do it as long as everybody contributes. I'm talking about the rallies. The lawyers. But as far as the rally goes, right. um, you know, you need people to stand up right. and you need them to be inconvenienced and you've got to take a day off work or whatever it takes. And, you know, how much do you value your liberty? Is it worth a day's pay and 100 bucks worth of gas to you or whatever? Uh, you know, we have, we have probably, we have enough declined to states and conservatives in this state that if people, if gun owners and Christians would get off their butt and vote, we could take this state back from Gavin Newsom and his communists in one election. One, the very first election that we were able to rally people, we could take this state back from them and reinstitute constitutional guarantees. I think but we, we don't do that because um, right. uh, no one bothers to vote. I think, I think that that's part of it. I think the other part of it is fear. I think the people that control a lot of the, the airwaves here, um, you know, in a lot of different programs, just are afraid to rock the boat. 
they're so used to status quo and making sure that they were the right people at the right cocktail party, they certainly don't miss that cocktail party or they don't miss that event because it's important for their status in the community. I think that's a lot of it. We rock the boat because we're a little dingy. We are. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I think that's a lot of it too. And and without the media um, or any kind of media or any kind of help that way, um, that does make it a little tougher. We've been able to get the word out to a degree. Well, think about this, too. Virginia's population is 8.5 million people. So they are twenty. They have 20% of what California has. And if they're going to have 100,000 people turn out, hello, why they don't They won't we... all be Virginians. No, they won't, but there'll be neighboring Virginians. Right, neighbors, rest, neighboring, There'll right? be neighbors and neighboring states right that are on. willing to drive over there and stand up for right and help on. them. Whereas California doesn't have that because we're such whack jobs over here, nuts and flakes and everything else you can think of, that people don't want to participate with California because they know it's a lost cause. Well, no, the nuts and flakes, again, it's not those people. It's the people that should be doing something, the people that say they're doing something or, or say they're something in the community or say they're this or say they're that, and they're really not that. That's the problem. It's just like what we heard from our new sheriff. Now, he's not a bad guy. I'm not saying that at all. But our new sheriff came on, Mark, and his, his whole program basically was about – you know, the, about his deputies going home safe at night and his deputies getting more pay and his deputies have been hurt and his deputies need this and they need that and we need this and we need that, but nothing about the constituents, you know. And uh, he did uh, waver uh, a bit on his concealed carry position because uh, I think that he's probably more prone to lean toward what he should be doing than our past sheriff only because politically I think maybe he's seeing the pendulum swing uh, because I think it is swinging in the direction of people wanting their constitutional rights. So what say you, sir? Well, I, I mean, so what, where is he wavering? <clears throat> is he going to issue uh, 26150B2 permits? No, probably not. So quite frankly, he might be might be wavering in, in some really minuscule way. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he won't raise the fees to 10000 bucks like the governor wants him to. Maybe he'll stop at 500 but... Um, you know that that that's meaningless to me. In other words, you're you're a constitutionalist or you're not. I agree with that. You yep. stand for the constitution or you don't. There's no shade of gray here. I you know I I'm I'm kind of funny I guess as I and as I get older and I read more and I learn more and I have more uh, life experience I I find that there's less gray in most everything. Uh, you know the constitution is very clear. The Second Amendment is very clear. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. There's no gray there. Well, we hit a, we hit a lot of these sheriffs hard, and I think that it's 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 certainly well deserved, and we've hit them hard. But you know, yesterday when we were in Siskiyou County, we were talking with a couple of business owners, and you know, uh, they you know a couple of them knew that uh, that that the uh, county of Siskiyou was a Second Amendment sanctuary county, but your sheriff doesn't enforce it, and nobody says anything about the guy. He doesn't enforce anything that's constitutional. Yet nobody well, talks about him. It's sort of like, oh, okay, it's, it, Siskiyou County is a Second Amendment sanctuary county, but their sheriff doesn't adhere to that. He doesn't allow well, open carry. Right. But see, that's one of the problems when when you have when either the board of supervisors passes a resolution or or uh, some some statement like that. But the sheriff's also an elected official, so if he doesn't adhere to what some other elected officials do, as, you know. It's, that's the way it works. If you elect a sheriff, uh, make sure you know who you're electing. We thought we knew, but we didn't. And, right, and right. Uh, you get what you pay for. Yes, that's true. That's very true. And that's and something so you really can't you control much. You need to vet these guys and, 
And apparently, and we've learned this through uh, painful experience, we need to get it in writing. Look at James Gallagher. James Gallagher promised to introduce Jefferson legislation if we would help him get elected. And we did. We helped him get elected. He got elected because of the Jefferson Action Committees in, in his district. He was elected because of them directly. We helped him get that job, and he lied. He turned around and lied, and he didn't do it. And then he had lots of excuses as to why he wasn't going to do it. And I'm sure the excuses meant something to him, but they're just lies to anyone else. Well, Nick so, is uh, Nick is on the other line, and he has a question for Mark. And it was kind of neat the way she did it. She put, Nick has a question, the number four, <laughs> Mark, because she knows... She knows that, that she'll get her attention that way because we really aren't we, we don't know how to read. Do we? we know th- we need things spelled out. <laughs> yeah, we, how do you spell four? F O R. The number four is F O R. Nick, what say well, you, sir? Well, you know, I went to Enterprise High School and they didn't teach us how to spell there either. <laughs> hey, Mark, you know, I uh, I've been listening to this about a Virginia deal and I'm not real clear on one thing. Is Virginia an open carry state? Yeah. Yes. And so the governor can just cancel that at any whim. This is, this well, is no, better. what he's done is he's uh, introduced, uh, they introduced legislation to ban the carry of firearms on state capital grounds. For the day or for, for, for good? Is it a result of this uh, I, uh, march I that's it coming for up? Good. I think it's a permanent ban. It's a sensitive places thing. And, you know, in Heller, um, in the Heller versus D.C., Scalia said, you know, because... It's funny, the Supreme Court, they don't ever really come down and, and, and say anything. Uh, but in Heller, they, they implied a few things. But one of them, one of the things they implied is that their support of the Second Amendment doesn't apply everywhere to everything and to anything anybody wants to do. And, and what they meant was that, that their support of the Second Amendment in the District of Columbia was not meant to infer that anybody can carry any kind of gun anytime they want, anywhere they want. And so they were, that impacted the sensitive places rules that so many states have. You can't carry in a courthouse, you can't carry in the state capitol in some states, and you can in other states. Well, in Virginia, you could carry your gun straight in the state capitol, the same as you can in Oregon. There's no metal detectors, and there's also no mayhem. And there's never been any mayhem in the, in the Virginia state capitol. And so what the governor has done is deprive the people of the right to carry and the right to defend themselves on state capitol grounds, and he's calling that a sensitive place. Um, I don't know what the people will choose to do there. Certainly, in order to in order to deprive people of a constitutional guarantee, the government has to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that that will not not only not impact the the rights of the people, but it will have a direct and measurable impact on the safety of the people. And they can't prove either one of those things with this law. And so what the people of Virginia are saying is that law itself is unlawful. Passing that law is an unlawful act on the part of the governor, and I I am very anxious to see what happens uh, in Virginia with regard to Kerry. When did this law come up? When did he propose it? It's been within the last couple of days. He rushed this into place because uh, he did not want the people at the rally to exercise their Second Amendment guarantee. So when they want something, they can rush it through in a couple of days, but when we, the people, want something, they tie it up with the litigation for three or four years. That's what well, I was inquisitive about. Here's the way they do it. They, they call it gutting them in. They take a bill that has to do with dog poop and street sweepers, 
and they change the name of it, and they empty the bill, remove all the content. It already has a place. It's already been through a committee, and then they change it to they can't carry guns in the Capitol bill and pass it. Thank you very much for uh, explaining that to me. They're liars and they're cowards. They're liars and cowards, and we have the same load of liars and cowards in Sacramento, and most of our counties have politicians that are liars and cowards, but... Uh, you know, we're the only ones that can do anything about that. And, you know, what uh, What we do is we go to the ballot box and we elect quality candidates, and we haven't done that in a long time in California. And we have to start locally, and we absolutely have to start locally. If you don't start from the bottom up, you can't start from the top down. That's I right. Mean, uh, do you think once Joe Stalin was in place that the people in uh, Vladivostok, Kamchatskaya could say, oh, you know what, let's just vote and we'll get rid of Joe? Yeah, that didn't happen. I mean, <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. Once you have tyrannical government in place, you had better start from the bottom up, and that's what Jefferson is about. Yep. It's about adequate and, and lawful representation from the bottom up so that we can turn to the state and demand constitutional behavior and have the political power to do it. But if the people don't want liberty bad enough to get off the couch and work for it and help pay for it, it's not going to happen. Amen to that. Yep. Amen to that. We have to go off to our last break. Kimasabi, can you stay with us, sir? Yep. Great. All right. Time has come. For 51. Let's get her done. people, their faith, their family, and their health are the most important things in their life. Every day, the work that I do influences these things. Children go to college, couples move into their first home, people retire, businesses start, and charities are supported. All of this in part because of the work I do. I can make complicated things clearer so people understand them. I can solve problems and find solutions. People need someone to put their interests first. And for many people, I am that someone. I can lend an ear, stand with you during life's ups and downs, and provide that advice at just the right time. That's why I love my job. That's why I'm a financial advisor, Susan Eastman, with Wells Fargo Advisors in Redding, California, 243-7561. Once again, this is Susan Eastman with Wells Fargo Advisors. I'd love to be your financial advisor. Please give me a call at 243-7561. Hi, I'm Sue Blake with Powerhouse Solar. 
Solar energy not only makes financial sense, but right now you can go solar for zero money down. At Powerhouse Solar, we install the most cost-effective and highest efficiency panels from SunPower. And with the electric company's rolling blackouts, Powerhouse Solar can make sure your family is not left in the dark. We have generators and battery backup systems designed for your specific needs. Call Powerhouse Solar today at 275-5600 or visit us on the web at powerhousesolar.com. Founded in 1995, GI Pathology is the only physician-owned laboratory in the United States dedicated solely to the practice of gastrointestinal and liver pathology. The company provides the highest quality GI pathology diagnosis made exclusively by one of our fellowship-trained gastrointestinal and liver pathologists. GI Pathology delivers results to its Northern California client base within an industry-leading 24 hours. Call 888-2-GI-PATH or go to www.gipath.com for more information. Mark, you still there, buddy? Yep, still here. Awesome, good. I think that uh, the Virginia uh, situation is going to be something that maybe people want to keep their eyes eyes on. Uh, What time does that rally start there? Does anybody know? I don't know. I I have not heard that information. I don't know. The rally in uh, Virginia, Sue, if you can maybe find out. I'll see if I can find out. It would be nice to know to see what's going to be going on there and see how we keep abreast of it. You know, but, I mean, that should be done in California big time. I mean, here we have criminals. And, Mark, you know, you you have uh, stated many times about Title Eight, Code Section 1324 and how, uh, you know, basically the the state of California is an insurrection. You know, they're, they're basically trying to move away from uh, the government that they swore allegiance to. And, uh, well, you know, there's kind of a there's a little uh, little issue with the definition, and it's just semantics. But you know, I, I think that insurrection involves violence, and sedition doesn't involve violence, and so they're certainly in sedition. However, there's a case for insurrection too, yes. because every time an illegal alien is released right. uh, from custody, and he then murders a person, then then that is violence. And, and right. I believe that insurrection maybe isn't an improper term. In other words, why why are we why are we tiptoeing around this? The governor of California is a felon. The uh, legislators who voted for the sanctuary state laws are felons. Uh, the mayor of Lund- of Oakland is a felon. She's a sanctuary uh, state mayor, a sanctuary city mayor, and has released and even warned illegals when ICE raids were coming. And so those people are felons. So They're complicit with felons. criminals, yeah. We're governed by criminals and felons, right. and we're allowing it. 
You don't get the government you deserve. You get the government you allow. And when you're governed by a felon and you don't do something about it, then you're complicit in the crime. And and how in the world, you know, how in the world can people be looking at this stuff? And even our legislators, I, I mentioned that to a legislator in Sacramento. His thing was, well, you know, if I bring up anything like that, they won't even let me talk on the floor. They won't even let me speak. I won't be able to pass what? anything. I mean, really and truly, what a bunch that's of cowards. Right. And that's when you stand up there and throw a temper tantrum. What and a you bunch just, of cowards. And you go out on the well, Capitol he's probably, steps. He's probably right. I mean, he's probably right, but what's he getting passed now? I don't care if he's right or not. He's still a coward. It starts well, at yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he's not a coward, but and, and, he's, and he's, his assessment is probably correct. If you, yep. In other words, if you were a, a libertarian in, in communist Russia, they wouldn't let you talk either. But does that make you something else besides what you are does that mean you shouldn't try does that mean you should just roll over and 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 get the communist card like everybody else well my question my question was to him exactly what you said and that was my question was what are you passing now what are you doing now what what voice do you have now and he just looked at me and and looked at his aide and said we have to go one thing about democrats in california they're not going to share power they're not going to give us anything we want or need and they don't have to I was talking to a young reporter in Oregon, this was several years ago, but I remember this conversation because it was the truth, and it was funny. It came out of her mouth, and and all she was doing was uh, speaking the truth. It was some kind of telephone interview. I don't even remember what paper it was for. But I said, well, don't you think it's odd that a few people in just a very few counties are able to tell the rest of the state exactly how uh, things are going to happen, and, the, and every, no one else has a say. Well, uh, that's the way we like it, she said. And I said, uh, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, if we shared political power with everyone in the state, then me and my liberal friends wouldn't get everything we want. We You're don't right. have to share. That's right. And I said, and, and then she caught herself, and she said, oh, that sounded a little selfish, didn't it? And I said, yes, it did. <laughs> but the point is, they don't have to share. Why should they? Why, why should any conservative legislator expect fair treatment? That's not how they work. That's not how communist Russia works. It's not how Venezuela works. It's not how Cuba works. It's not how China works. It is subjugation. It is complete abdication of liberty and subjugation of the people, period. Yep. That's how it is in California, and that's how it does work. Well, to when, so if we're going to do has, something about that, we better wake up. Well, Wynn has some information for us. Yeah, so the, the, when we were talking about the start time of the rally in Virginia, it's 8 a.m. local time there. Local time there. There. So that's uh, 5 a.m. our time. Correct. And people are getting on buses at certain locations, and they're going to be shipped to certain different locations for it to start. They had to buy tickets through Eventbrite to get into an event because they're going to be probably fencing off the area. Hmm. So they like borders when it comes to uh, <laughs> securing locations. Free speech zone. <laughs> Free speech zone, yeah. So anyway, they, um, what I gathered from what I saw on, on, online there, the event starts at 8 o'clock uh, local Virginia time. So just every, so everybody knows. So you know, it's kind of well, they're, have they're your TV and radio on. About this, we're laughing about this free speech zone, but that's what they do in Sacramento. If you don't have a permit, you have to stay on the sidewalk because the Capitol grounds are private property. Yeah. What? <laughs> private? Who, huh? who? Who owns it? I thought I thought the citizens did. Uh, you know, I said that one time to a, a public servant. I said, "Well, you're you're a public servant," and the guy started screaming at me. I don't serve anyone. I'm an employee. 
of the state of California. I don't serve you or anyone else. I'm an employee of the state of California. So in other words, the state, that, that magic word, the state employs people. And they don't serve anyone but their masters. Hmm, interesting. And, and we are not their masters. The state is their master, and the state is your master, whether you whether you acknowledge it or not. And you know, to uh, fail to acknowledge a truth doesn't mean it's not true. Well, and you can lay down on the railroad tracks, and you can say, "I don't believe in trains," but when the train comes, it's still going to run over you. Well, and that's the thing too. So they 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 believe that they're the state employee, but they forget that the state is the government, which is the people. And if it wasn't for the people paying the taxes that we all pay, the state agencies and government and their employment would not exist. Well, see, there's a problem in California, too. You don't pay your taxes. Most of the time, the state takes your taxes. (laughs) (laughs) True. Very true. I'm serious. Yeah, you're right. Except for for your state income tax, where you walk down and you mail a check, you don't pay your taxes. They take it from you. That's right. Now, the county, you pay property tax to the county. You Mm -hmm. write that check. But every place else, the state takes it from you. The DMV takes your money. Everybody takes your money. And if you want to drive a car, you better give it to them. Sales tax, they take your money. Yep. You're right. Right. And I want to remind people that we have the Fight for Liberty Town Hall, Saturday, February 15th. It starts at 4 p.m. Doors open at 3 p.m. at the Anderson Veterans Hall, 3210 West Center Street. It's about the state of Jefferson, Second Amendment, and Citizens for Fair Representation. An update on the court case with the keynote speakers, Mark Baird, Patrick Jones, and Dr. Paul Danuka. It's going to be a fantastic event. Um, you know, plan on heading for Anderson, California, folks. Let's have a rally. Let's get it going here. You know, this is something yeah. that's yeah. vitally what if important. Yeah, thousand people showed up to that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get it. Let's get it going there. We need to get people up here. You, you've got three tremendous speakers, uh, three people that understand the Second Amendment, understand the the uh, right of, of representation, and also Mark Baird, who's the founder of the state of Jefferson. So I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with this. And and Mark, you know, I, I personally want to tell you that. Uh, you know, um, you've been a, a brother to all of us. You've been a, a, a fantastic leader. And I'm, not, I'm just telling you this because we need to all get going here and just start speaking the truth and standing together and fighting this thing. This needs to be the civilist. Amen. Well, I mean, Terry, there's only one truth is what I'm saying. There is only one truth. And, you know, you can beat around the bush all you want. You can uh, you can gild the lily all you want. You can you can call a duck a, a waterfowl all you want, but it's still a duck. And this state is led by felons and criminals, and they are engaged in tyranny. And we are all prisoners here unless we do something about it. That's, that's what I know, and that's what I see. All right, my good friend. God bless you. And thank you, Mark. Thank you so much, Mark. Well, folks, stay tuned for Sovereign Minds, but remember, the truth is the truth. Remember, time has come for 51. Let's get her done. The news from Town Hall is brought to you on KCNR Shasta Reading by Shasta Regional Medical Center. Your life, your health, your choice. Shasta Regional Medical Center.